You're listening to episode 33 of the Bookcast for Dwell, an Advent study in liturgy. This bookcast has been designed to give you another way to dwell with the content of the book. Hi, my name is Rachel Fernbach. I'm the author of Dwell and your host for these episodes. Today, we're continuing in week five with day two, and we're dwelling on scripture. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to pause the bookcast and read Isaiah 66, verses 11 through 21, John 17, 17 through 23, and Ephesians chapter 2. Go ahead and hit pause, and when you're done reading, come back and join me. All right, welcome back. All right, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to reread these passages with the following in mind. Depending on what Christian tradition you have been part of, you may think God's original choice was Israel, but when they continued to break their covenant with God, he decided to change his plan to include everyone. This is not biblical. As you read, consider how the prophets talked frequently about the day when every nation would worship God. They believed that in this moment, the covenant with Abraham would be fully fulfilled to bless all the nations through Israel. When Jesus announced the start of his ministry, he reads from one such prophet, Isaiah. As you read these verses in Isaiah, consider how there is both a gathering and a sending out of people on God's part. We see this in the life of Jesus as he calls people to follow him and then sends them out as witnesses, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Consider how Jesus' words in John are asking God to sanctify his followers. In some Bible translations, it might be noted as the high priestly prayer. Here, Jesus is consecrating himself to the work of God, namely sacrificing his life. He asks God to sanctify, set apart believers for two reasons. One, so they can dwell intimately with God. In other words, they're being a temple. And two, so they could be image bearers to the world so that they may believe in Jesus. In other words, they're acting as priests. Okay, at this time, go ahead and reread the passages in Isaiah and John. And then come back here so we can talk about the passage in Ephesians. Okay, as you reread Ephesians chapter 2 in a moment, I want you to do so with the following in mind. As you read, consider the imagery of a new creation presented. Believers are dead but are raised up with Jesus to a new life. In verse 10, the word translated as workmanship is the Greek word. Now you got to forgive me because I don't speak Greek. But it's poiem. It is the word from which we get the English word poem. It refers to something that has been made or crafted, essentially a work of art or creation. Read this verse from this perspective. God is the poet writing poetry and our lives are the resulting poem. Consider the insinuation that we're not just simply created, but created to co-rule. We are raised to a new life and seated with Jesus in the heavenly places. In ancient cultures, this idea of being seated was connected to royalty and authority. Consider how verses 11 through 18 both echo Isaiah's prophecy and also emphasize this idea of a renewed humanity, no longer fractured, but unified. I want you to note too, as you read, how we are members of God's household, signifying that we dwell intimately with him. This underscores other places in scripture, John 14, for example, where Jesus talks about God and Jesus making their home with those who love him and keep his commandments, which echoes the Mosaic covenant. And finally, note how there is both an individual aspect of dwelling with God, members of his household, and a collective whole. 
While we are individual temples, we are also part of a bigger temple being built together for God to dwell by the Spirit. The Spirit empowers each believing individual, priest, to care for the collective temple, the church. Now go ahead and reread Ephesians chapter 2 with all of that in mind. Thank you for joining with me today as we dwelled on Scripture. Join me here together as we continue to dwell with God this Advent season. 